Welcome to the GBU Podcast, presented by Alex Mitchell. A huge welcome to this episode of the GBU Podcast. For this one, I'm really excited to be joined by one of my mentors. They are a fantastic individual, been running a cutting-edge brand, really pushing the envelope on their own sector, but also in relation to environmental concerns, recycling concerns within their sector as well, constantly challenging and recently launching a new product as well that came off the back of a rather interesting typo on an event he went to. So enjoy the episode. For this episode, I am joined by the awesome Will King from King of Shaves, who I met years and years ago at a event at the British Library with him, Simon Calver and Tristan Mayhew. I think it was on one of the British Library's uh, entrepreneur events. So without further ado, Will, who are you and what do you do? Hi, everybody. So my name's Will King and I shave lives um, with my shaving brand, King of Shaves, that I founded actually couple, two or three recessions ago, back in the early 1990s. So now, like the rest of you guys, um, I'm keeping clean shave and I hope you are too. Um, try to keep our sales tra- tracking up in these very challenging times. Um, but delighted to um, join Alex, who, like you said, met many years ago at the British Library and have stayed in touch and collaborated on quite a lot of, you know, events and opportunities since. So great to see you, Alex. Brilliant. Lovely to see you, Will. And thank you so much indeed for taking part. Now, as you said, you founded your business during a recession and been through a couple of times since then. At the moment, this podcast is called the GBU podcast, the good, the bad and the ugly. A lot of people will be watching and concerned about their own business. You are someone who literally has been there before, has seen it, maybe not to this level, but has definitely been there before, has definitely seen it, has definitely seen the challenges. In situations like this, is there a light at the end of the tunnel? What should founders be thinking of? You know, thinking you know, quite negatively at the moment, but what would your sort of tips to dealing with a situation such as this be at the moment? Sure. Okay. So when I founded King of Shaves back in 1993, I'd been made redundant in a big recession in the UK, very big unemployment figures, um, interest rates between 10 to 12%. I worked in the events industry, the hospitality industry, which is clearly um, not happening in the UK right now. Lost my job, didn't really know what to do, but decided to do two things then. First of all, back me, you know, myself, and my own judgment. So if things went wrong in the future, it'd be on my watch. And secondly, do a product. Now, products are still being used, people. Okay, so it's really important. We sell shaving products. I used to have problems shaving. That's why I developed the brand. We had a good run at the brand. Our main competitor was Gillette. The internet came along. But also, um, 10, 12, 15 years later, beards came along as well. So not everybody is always clean shaven these days even young Alex here is sporting I think uh, a lockdown stubble there we'll need to get you in the bathroom <laughs> later and shave you but the, the key thing everybody is it's yes it's super tough times right now it's unprecedented you know I've seen obviously two or three recessions now nothing like this but we will come out the other side there will be clearly behavioral change okay there will be a new normal whatever that new normal is but you have a you have at the moment and you've had over the past five to six weeks a moment in time to decide what you're going to do coming out the other side 
But right now, the key thing is to survive. Okay, if you don't survive, you die, no good, not so good. But for example, you may have a business that wasn't, it was sort of doing okay, even when times were good. And to be honest with you, we never had times so good as we did at the, you know, December, January, February of this year, we had a very full employment. We were dealing with the issues of Brexit gone, what we're we going to do. And then suddenly everybody's business has been changed and shaped and to the good and some for the better. So the key thing is, is to keep alive, but also plan what you're going to do when we come out the other side. There's a saying, you skate to where the puck is going to be in ice hockey not where somebody's just whacked it from, okay? Timing in business is important. So the main thing is to decide coming out the other side what you want to do, what the purpose of doing it is, and then hopefully that there'll be a market there for you to sell into or if you need to, pivot your business into, um, for example. Um, it's, it's a time for reflection, but you must think ahead to three, six, and 12 months out. That's really, really important. I, I think, uh, Will, that is absolutely fantastic. I mean, the whole point of skating to where the puck is, that's, you know, when we do come out, we would have been through a recession like none of us have seen before, as you rightly said. So there's almost going to be a new norm. There is going to be, you know, that almost new first mover advantage. Now, if you are in the right position, if you've got the right skill sets, the right teams, the right opportunities, you've already got a plan, so at the moment, the plan is, you know, furlong as many staff as you can. And when that stops, we're going to be looking at redundancies and things like that if it continues on. If you're able to not only deal with the now and look at how to bootstrap your business, but deal with the future opportunity, understand that when we come out of it, people are, like you rightly say, want to buy things, want to go to things, want to go to events, want to do business, want to engage. That is where the first mover advantage could happen because you're going to be able to be there and make the most of it. If you can just pivot back to what you talked about backing yourself, you know, it's a, I know it's something you really believe in and you're passionate about. It's something that a lot of founders really try and do, but especially in times like this where you might be losing clients, losing sales, etc., it is bloody difficult to sit there and try and back yourself when it just feels the world is falling out from under your feet and all you hear is negativity around you. It's why I just don't bother watching the news anymore. It's just enough to enough to put you in a permanently bad mood. But, wait, you know, you've been through a number of recessions. You've taken King of Shades. You've dealt with, you know, as a startup, you're dealing with one of the biggest marketing brands in the world in relation to Gillette and what they could do. How, how do you motivate yourself to that? How do you, how, how did you personally back yourself at that moment in time? So, look, when you're starting from nothing, Okay, I lost my job. I was on a thirty to forty thousand pound a year salary out of BMW. I was made, made redundant. I had nothing. I had to move out of my flat. I had to rent it. I couldn't afford to live in it. I wanted to do a product just because products were still being bought, Alex. You know, they're still yeah. being bought. And a lot of businesses now, they're very service centric. They're very I won't say they're nice to have, but they're they're sort of little bit of this, little bit of that. I did something that you couldn't live without if you shaved, okay? So backing myself then, it was about the product had to be great, okay? So I had no marketing money to hype it into the market and try and convince people to buy because it was really cool. It needed to work, so it worked for me. And that's why 27 years later, we've shaved 15, 16 billion people, 
Okay. In the first year, though, we shaved one, and that was me. And people really didn't have a major problem with shaving. A lot of them, 50, 60% of people, go, it's okay, what I use, Gillette, it's good for me. But the people who did have a problem with it, who did have the razor burning, did have the rash, did get the soreness, did have the itch, when they didn't have that, they then told their friends what would be then word of mouth. But now it would be word of mouth, or you put it out on the Twitter, social, TikTok, Insta, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, all of those channels. But whatever you do, Alex, it's got to be great. Okay? It's got yeah. to be a, something that people want to keep buying. All right? If you've done something or you've been in a business and you're already perhaps a little nervous with, oh, it's hard to get customers or people aren't sticking with me or why isn't this working? When you back yourself, you're putting, and I put my surname on the line, you know, a lot of people think King of Shades is American. It's not. I was born in Lowestoft in Suffolk. But the product is the best product. And 27 years later, it's still the bloody best product. So, but it took five years from being made redundant, six years really, to start from nothing, bootstrap it, raise 15,000 yeah. pounds, and then try and get it into retailers that eventually, after much, many, many no's, remember everybody, a no is just a not now. It's not a not ever. It's a timing thing. So all of that belief and passion when you're backing yourself to do it, but in terms of the business, it's got to be a great business. All right, there is no point pushing water uphill with an okay, okay, it's about the same as the other guy or girls and we can do this or that or the other it's got to be genuinely differentiated genuinely relevant genuinely better and if it is you are genuinely future-proofing it for events like this that none of us expected and it's it's and customers buy into that as well you know it's a it's a fickle market where people can go on and review anything and everything at any time of the day and night they can get their opinions heard as I say on TikTok, on snap on insta on twitter etc your brand is out there so it has got to be bloody good otherwise you're going to be called out over it at some point and usually relatively quickly so will with with king of shaves now what what is your current focus because i i know you've done some work in relation to being an entrepreneur in residence for some business and things like this and that sort of engagement of sort of challenging businesses at the moment what what is the purpose behind that how have you found that okay so with regard to i'll talk about king of shaves and a little bit of a side hustle these sunglasses i've been working on as well just to give people yeah. an idea yeah. you know what you can do and why so king of shaves historically we sell it in plastic packaging which is great it's cheap it can be recycled the major issue is with plastic packaging is recycling facilities don't exist to easily recycle it. Therefore, 70% of these amazing products end up in landfill. Big problem. So 15, 18 months ago, we started on a move to metal, reduced plastic refillable strategy. And we're now putting our products into aluminium refillable um, pump up containers. Um, the cost per shave is less. That's how we're continuing to evolve our business and brand through these epic times. It's more expensive to buy it, but the cost per shave is less, but it's doing a lot less damage to the planet. So that's one thing that we're doing, and that's throughout the whole of King of Shades brand with regard to our sustainability, lifetime use refillable, not single use disposable. 
So then the second segue, 10 years ago, I was wrongly written up in a, um, a launch event I went to with my wife, Tiger, as being the founder of King of Shades, which made us laugh. Changed a letter, created a new brand. So I trademarked King of Shades, as you do, um, but couldn't work out what would make them the King of Shades. So four years ago, I had a, an epiphany. What about some sunglasses that could not just um, live on your face, but actively hug your face with a self-folding, self-closing, face-hugging mechanism that we've called Shugs, sunglasses that hug. So right now, you think summer's coming and it's fantastic. You've worked on it for four years, hundreds of thousands of pounds of investment, patents are in. Right now, can I get them manufactured? No, why not? We're in lockdown. Even if I could, would I launch them? Not necessarily yet. We're sitting inside like we are today, not outside on the beach, enjoying our life, enjoying the sun. But everything's ready to go with these for when the time is right. And that's the key thing. A lot of success in business is timing, okay? But the harder you work on your strategy and your timing, the luckier you might be because a lot of it all relates and dials back. So even though we've got a massive hiatus in our business right now, trying to get products into the boots, the super drugs, the Tesco's, the Sainsbury's, who were inundated with supply chain issues, and the fact that our sales are down because people are shopping this frequently, um, nonetheless, we're planning for the future with our refillable strategy and on a separate thing, just with my sunglasses thing, because it makes me smile. And again, it's a product, Alex. It's a product. It, it's not a service. It's a physical thing that if you like them um, and they, you like how they hug your face, then you might tell a few friends about these amazing comfy sunglasses that hug. And they're unbreakable too and, and made in the UK. Let, let, even better. Um, with the, let's just talk quickly about the refillable one, because that is quite a, quite a shift for your industry. It's quite a shift for your sector. What was, I mean, obviously it's a very current issue in relation to people being far more aware of recycling of what they use, where it goes, what the secondary life rate is. The motivation behind that, obviously it's, it's a, you know, it would have been, a, it would have been, it's the right thing to do, but it would have been a big cost for you to do it. And, and again, a big risk, you know, to try and do that. What was, what, what was the drive behind that? Was it again, you know, backing yourself, your belief that, this is what we need to do. We need to be aware of this. We need to be aware that 70% of our products after use end up in landfill. I need to take responsibility as the founder and do something about that. What, what, was, the, what was the driver for that? Because again, you know, you're putting your money where your mouth is and you're taking a gamble. Yeah, so look, again, when you're a founder of a brand and you happen to have your surname on it and you see the comments that people are making online about it, good, bad or indifferent, you're also tuned into macro things that are happening. So two, two and a half years ago with Blue Planet 2 and dolphins being killed by plastic and whales being killed by plastic and sea turtles being strangled by beer. And when we looked into our health and beauty industry, because what this is made of, which is HDPE and PP, those are two types of plastic, they are recyclable, okay? The main issue in the UK is the recycling facilities don't exist to recycle them. So what we should really have is a wonderful network of five to 600 plastic recycling facilities in the UK that can recycle and then you can keep them out of the oceans. But that doesn't exist. You know, you only have to look at the pressures the NHS is under. 
with all of the um, coronavirus issues. So plastic yeah. was bad. So we it then takes a long time to put in place, for example, the stability of the shave gel from a plastic container to an aluminium container. And then what are the refills going to be made out of? How much plastic can we reduce? Convincing the retailers to stock a refillable can and a refill. So huge amounts of re-education of the consumer. But as a company that announced this a year ago, it seems like 20 years ago now, but this time, basically this time last year, April 2019, we have taken a lead in reducing the use of unnecessary single-use plastic in the health, beauty and toiletries industry. And then going forwards, we're also going to develop a platform which is 100% unplastic using wood starch and um, unplastic refills that genuinely are biodegradable and compostable and won't ever get anywhere near the beautiful sea where the seals swim and the dolphins play and the, the whales, you know, whiz around the world, hopefully having a lovely time. So that differentiator has stood our brand in great stead. But we've always been like that. You know, that's what we've always tried to do. It's kind of baked into our brand, what the mission value purpose of it is. It's not a you sort of green it on and yeah, it looks really nice and well done, congratulations, yeah. you're you're earth friendlier. It's baked into the DNA and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. When whatever it is you do, it's got to be great. If something's great, people will forever be with you. If it's kind of okay-ish, they'll kind of go, well, nah, don't really need it. So all of that sort of thing continues to, to go through my sort of approach to business, my team's approach to business. And clearly when we're out meeting retailers saying, you were selling this, Waitrose, you're now selling that, and this is why it's so much better. They say, yes, it is we will do this and it will be rolling out into super retailers hopefully within the next six to eight weeks it's been delayed by a couple of months because of current current situation well that is absolutely fantastic i think you know this constant being innovative but also backing yourself and like you say doing something great you know because if you don't you know it isn't great and your customers are going to know it isn't great either and they're not going to want to share it and it's the same in any line of work so Thank you so much. The only thing I do want to add is, firstly, he is going to hate me for doing this, but his book is brilliant. It's why it's so leafed <laughs> and all the rest of it. It is really yeah, good. Trust me. Now, but it's still relevant. It's still relevant. It's still it's, relevant. It's still really relevant. It is really, really excellent. The other thing is that when I went to see Will on a panel, I said back at the British Library, God knows how many years ago, on, his, on the panel, they were talking about support and mentoring. And Will turned around and said, if anyone here wants to be mentored, do come and have a chat with me and uh, let's set up a coffee. And I turned to my friend at the time and said, oh, you know, I really want, he sounds amazing. I really want, you know, he's, he, he was blunt in his parts on the panel and I'd really like to have a chat with him. And my friend said, well, go give it, you know, get his card and all the rest. Oh, he'll never get in touch with me. So I went and got Will's card and I dropped him an email. I think I'm never going to hear back from him. He got back to me. And we've kept in touch ever since. So my piece of advice is if you want to have a chat with someone, if you want a mentor, no matter how successful they are, or how great they are, the worst they can say is no. So just go up and ask. It is, you know, trust me, just do it. I know you, it might be scary. It might be worrying, especially if you were when I was at a very early stage and you're seeing this person that's created an amazing brand that you look up to. It isn't sort of like, oh, God, they're not going to want to hear from me. 
the worst there is, they're not going to answer or they're going to say no. So just go there and do it. But Will, thank you so much, mate. I really appreciate your time. Fantastic advice as always. Thank you, Alex. It's been my pleasure. You take care of yourself and see you very soon. Will do. And thank you all so much indeed for watching. As always, a huge shout out to our friends at What If Events and the Creative Roots. It wasn't for those two awesome businesses, we couldn't do this. Again, hope you got some amazing top tips. The links to Will's blog and other relevant links will be below this, as well as Will's book on Amazon as well. I'll make sure that's in there as well. So hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got a lot of top tips. And until next time, keep safe and keep well. Thank you for listening to another episode of the GBU podcast presented by Alex Mitchell. 